my name is Henry Volk, and you are listening to Theology in Perspective, a podcast about Pentecostal theology. Uh, let me say that I'm just so glad to be here with you in your earbuds or in your speaker, however you're listening to the show today. And I just want to say from the outset, if you hear any uh, noises in the background, I just got a couple of kittens, and they're very rambunctious. I got them these squeaky light-up toys that they love to play with, and it's not necessarily the most quiet thing. And so if there's any background noise and you're curious, like, what's that? Well, that's that's what it is. And so I just want to also apologize for not getting out an episode last week. I was just really busy. And I couldn't find the time to do it, so I, I apologize for that. And also, I'm, I'm changing the topic of what I'm going to talk about today on the show. I know I promised that I would begin to talk about God since in the previous episodes I covered theology and divine revelation. However, I'm going to Hold off on that because today I want to talk about my new book, A Pentecostal Catechism. Now, some of you are like, okay, what's a, what's a catechism? Well, well, basically, a catechism is just a a manual, a, a book, uh, just that contains the basic doctrines of Christianity, and they're usually in like a question and answer format. And in the Pentecostal Catechism, it isn't it question and answer format. However, this is something that's that's been with me now for three or four years, probably since my sophomore year of Bible college. And I was inspired in part, first of all, I, I was reading the Church Fathers, I was reading the Reformers, and I saw just how uh, important the Catechism was, and how central it was in the life of the Church, especially the early Church. Because in the ancient Church, before you could become a member you had to become a catechumen, or someone who was being taught the catechism. Then after you had learned what the church taught, and this process could sometimes take years, but after you were taught the catechism, then you could be baptized and become a member of the church. And of course, this, this process of, of in this tradition, really, of catechesis continued on through the Reformation. So the Lutherans have Luther's small and large catechisms, the, the Calvinists have uh, the Westminster Catechism and like the, the Belgic Confession and the Heidelberg Catechism, and then the Reformed Baptists have the London Baptist Confession. And so even in Protestantism there has been a tradition of catechesis. And also what, what inspired me was is that I noticed that when new converts came into the church, you know, and this is something that I love about Pentecostalism, usually when someone gets saved or you have new believers in the church, they are really asked to be engaged and invited to be engaged in the life of the church and the church's worship and the gifts. However, what I found was lacking was this basic doctrinal instruction for new converts. And so I, I would see people come to church, get saved, but they were just kind of piecing things together. You know, and eventually at the end of the day, they might come to some kind of understanding about uh, the Christian faith or what uh, some kind of understanding of Pentecostal doctrine, but it was very kind of pieced together and it wasn't ever presented to them uh, just like in an orderly orderly or systematic way and 
and so I saw that that's a deficiency that, that, that we Pentecostals have. And so I, I began working on the, the project, and I, I talked to some uh, to one Pentecostal pastor that I admire in particular. I ran the idea the idea by him, and um, he thought it was a good idea. And so I just kind of worked on it here and there sporadically. I had other things going on. I worked. I had school papers. And then I took a two-year hike through Lutheranism, and the, the project kind of got put on hold. Uh, however, since returning to Pentecost, to the Pentecostal Church, I have I restarted my work on the project. And I was really inspired by uh, William Seymour's Doctrines and Disciplines of the Azusa Street Apostolic Faith Mission. Now that's that's a mouthful of a title, let me tell you. That is a, that is quite a title. However, um, you know when William Seymour started the Azusa Street Apostolic Faith Mission, um, he wrote up a document that had basically like the church's bylaws, and it just had the basic doctrines of the church, and it included his Catechism on Faith, which was basically like a like a revised. Uh, version of an older Wesleyan Methodist catechism. And of course, Seymour had other things in the doctrines and disciplines, like Wesley's 25 Articles of Religion. And so, one thing I, I love about the book, as well as, first of all, um, who else has the doctrines and disciplines? Oh, wait, the Methodists. Uh, <laughs> so you, you really see the connection between Pentecostalism and Methodism with Seymour's book. Uh, and then the idea of, of this Pentecostal catechism, just, I was really inspired by Seymour, except his book is this, it's more than just a catechism. And so while it's, it's a great resource, and I encourage every Pentecostal to get out there and buy a copy of the Doctrines and Disciplines of the Azusa Street Apostolic Faith Mission, uh, it's not just a catechism. And so, it's not something that you would present necessarily to a new believer because it has uh, basically all these other documents attached to the book that that aren't necessarily pertinent. Um, and so, however, that that inspired me to to kind of rethink the way I was doing uh, my catechism because before I I had um, basically just tried to to do all original material. And I just not, I was never satisfied with, with what I came up with. And if, if you know anything about the history of catechisms, catechisms are usually recycled. So, for instance, the London Baptist Confession of Faith is a revised version of the Westminster Shorter Catechism, from what I understand. And John Wesley also revised the Westminster Catechism for use by the Methodists and Arminians. And so, I thought, well, you know, it's, it's been a tradition within Christianity to, in fact, reuse older catechisms. And that's a great way of, first of all, solidifying tradition and showing that our tradition just doesn't begin with us. Because I firmly believe that our Pentecostal tradition didn't begin with us. You know, we are indebted to our Methodist and Holiness forebears. And so... This catechism, a Pentecostal catechism, including having some original material by me, um, especially concerning Pentecostal distinctives, it's also composed of 
uh, material from three other catechisms, and that would be John Wesley's revised Shorter Westminster Confession, or Catechism, uh, Holiness Minister B.A. Cundiff's Catechism on the Second Blessing, he was a Methodist Holiness Minister from Kentucky, and also the, the Catechism of the Methodist Episcopal Church. And so, I was, just, I was just really satisfied with, with what I ended up with, because, you know, I think part of the problem with, with Pentecostalism, especially today, is that, that there's always a push towards the new. You know, what's the Holy Spirit doing today? What's the new move of the Spirit? And sometimes that's good. But however, we, we need to see how we're connected to the past, how that our faith just isn't ours. In fact, that the faith has been given to us and for Pentecostals, that would be the Methodists and the Holiness and Wesley. <laughs> and so, my goal in writing the Catechism is to, in fact, connect Pentecostals to their Wesleyan heritage and, and to help us realize that connection we have with an older generation of believers. And in fact, that connection that we have with Methodist and Wesleyan and, and non-Pentecostal holiness believers today, um, like the Nazarenes, and uh, there are some smaller, like Pentecostal holiness, uh, but not Pentecostal holiness churches. That, that that's confusing. There are basically I don't know if anyone listening has in, has encountered uh, just Methodist holiness people, but. That, you know, they, they look exactly like holiness Pentecostals. You know, the women don't cut their hair, they don't wear pants, but they don't speak in tongues. They're just old wine uh, Methodist holiness. It, it's really neat uh, running into running into them. Anyways, and so in addition to to the material that that I incorporated from those catechisms as an appendix, I also have the creeds, and then there's the second uh, appendix which includes. John Wesley's 25 Articles of Religion, which wasn't edited, his edited version of the 39 Articles of Religion of the Church of England. And so, as Pentecostals, our, our heritage just doesn't go back to Wesley, our heritage goes back to the Church of England and the Reformation, which we trace back to the medieval Catholic Church, uh, all the way to the Apostles. And so, in addition to what's in the book, the cover of the book features a, a features the uh, the icon of the descent of the Holy Spirit so you see uh, it's basically just a portrayal of the day of Pentecost and so you have the the apostles and uh, the Virgin Mary there and they all have tongues of fire uh, above their head so it's a really neat uh, picture and I was, I was happy to include that on the cover so I just want to give give everyone a little preview of what's in the catechism and so, I mean, optimally, optimally, you know, you could just give this to someone who's a new believer, just use it as a devotional for your own personal edification, or uh, you could teach like a Sunday school class for, for new believers or, or children using the, the catechism. That's, that's, that was kind of my goal. But I just want to give everyone just a little taste of, of what's in fact in it. So in the fifth chapter here, I'm just going to read question 43, which states, what is repentance? The answer, a godly sorrow on account for sin. I'm going to go down to question 44. What is faith in Jesus Christ? Answer, faith in Jesus Christ is the act of receiving and trusting Him alone for salvation. 
So that's just a little sample of what you would find. So, you know, it's oftentimes when you hear a sermon on repentance, the, the pastor usually makes it pretty clear what repentance is, especially if he gives a, an altar call or, or a call to receive the gospel. But, you know, for people who have questions, uh, you know, like, what is it? What, what's faith? How do I know I have faith? Well, do you trust in Jesus Christ for your salvation? Well, yes, then you have faith. And so I just want to shamelessly self-promote today and plug my resource. And I just really pray that it'll be a, a blessing uh, for the readers and something that the Holy Spirit will use to help new believers grow in their faith and also connect us to, to the past, to, to the ancient church, to, to the reformers, to our, our Methodist and Holiness forebears, because, you know, no man is an island, or no believer is an island, you know. We're all here because of tradition. You know, the faith was handed down to us by those who preached it to us. And so we want to keep their memory alive, but we also want to see that our faith is their faith. And that's basically what a Pentecostal catechism is and the purpose it serves is to connect us to the faith of our fathers and to help us grow in our knowledge and love for Jesus Christ. This is Henry Volk. You're listening to, or you've been listening to Theology and Perspective. And have a blessed day.